What we need right now is a clear message to the people of this country. This message must be read in every newspaper, heard on every radio, seen on every television. This message must resound throughout the entire interlink. I want this country to realize that we stand on the edge of oblivion. I want every man, woman and child to understand how close we are to chaos. I want everyone to remember why they need us. Who the fuck is with this guy? Who is he? I'm your huckleberry. The decision of one man to launch a wholly unjustified and brutal invasion of Iraq. I mean, of Ukraine. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. So you smart, huh? No, no. I thought your hair would be bigger. It says on your chart that you're fucked up. Uh, you talk like a fag and your shit's all retarded. So just chill out. You know, drink a 7-Up, eat a moon pie, quit murdering people. You have smoked yourself retarded. It's a big club, and you ain't in it. I got hairy legs that turn that 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 that, that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down, so it was straight, and then watch the hair come back up again. What is your major malfunction, numbnuts? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We're back. We survived another, what is it, Indigenous Day now? You can't say the C word. We're not allowed to say Columbus anymore. Happy Indigenous Day. <laughs> but uh, we got a fun one tonight, guys. We got we got the guys from uh, the Mind's Eye podcast here joining Ryan and I tonight. Uh, welcome, guys. How's it going? It's going great. Beautiful right. day. Okay, love to be here. Yeah, thanks you for having us. I appreciate it. Dude, we we haven't had much contact, but I was like, man, I gotta get these guys on. And <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I love what you're doing because you guys talk about such a variety, wide variety of stuff mm-hmm. that that's right up this this show's alley. Because you know, I I have my own podcast where I kind of do like deep dives into alternate history and shit like that. But this is our free for all. You know, mm. we'd love to to bring new people on and just talk about whatever, you know, we can we can go deep down conspiracy holes. We can go, you know, down uh, health. Sometimes we go sports. We go all over the fucking place. So uh, but one of the things that you guys are into that I'm really interested in, because I know nothing about other than I watch it like retardedly is TikTok. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay. It's the so, plague of our generation. Yeah. Yeah. We were just talking about this and I, dude, I'm retarded when it comes to TikTok. I don't get it. <laughs> like, I don't understand how to make the videos. I think they're cool videos, but you know, the more I start hearing it, there's, it's all, it's another one of those algorithm based things. Right. And you guys were, we were talking about this before we started recording fucking shadow bands. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're over there too, huh? I see. The one thing I'll say is, before, I'll let you guys take off after this is, a lot of people get big fast and then get axed, I noticed. Yes. TikTok is like its own beast. Because the thing about TikTok, which separates it from other social media platforms, is that not a lot of advertisers are on there. So all that free organic reach is now available to regular people. Because if you go to like a Facebook, Instagram, there's so many ads on there that they leave that reach for if you pay for that reach. You know what I'm saying? So that's why TikTok is so easy to blow up on. But it also is easier to blow up in your face as well, because you can blow up too fast and not know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's happened to a, to a lot of people where they blow up so fast, they just don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and then they get shit on from stuff they said seven months ago. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? It's really it's really interesting. But another thing that's interesting about TikTok is, yes, they do have shadow bands. And I feel as though they're they're more like different from other social medias because with TikTok, they won't even like I know a shadow band is not they're not supposed to tell you that you're shadow banned, but it's so unexpected. Like you spend hours making this one video that's like a minute long because our attention spans are like goldfish and then you put it online and then you get nothing for like three hours. And you're like, what the hell happened? And then, and then it randomly goes away. You don't know when it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. They don't tell you. you. You can't message them. I actually messaged them and they were like, oh, it's because your content isn't good. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, if my content's vague, not right? good, then who cares? Like, why does it need to be censored? Like, that's that. That's the thing that, that is so funny about these, these censors is like, whether it's good or not, whether it's right or wrong, why can't I decide that? Why, why are you now the thought police and, and, and are the ones with the decision whether that information even gets to people or not? And that's what's fucking crazy, because we all know that old senile raggedy thing sitting in, you know, Delaware most <laughs> yeah. of the time, sometimes in the White House, spits the most misinformation <laughs> out there. You know, I mean, this guy is just on a regular just spitting bullshit out there. But yet they don't censor him. But you or I can quote a legitimate doctor or go to research papers and, and, and like you say, put time into making a video, make putting a show together. And all it takes is them to say, Nope. And it's out of the algorithm and you have disappeared. Yep. yep. Yeah. And there's no side note, real, to it. side note real quick. Delaware actually just made uh voting by mail. No go. So, I mean, what does that say about like how this last election goes? Your dude comes out of this state and then now you're like, oh, shit, we're embarrassed of this guy. So we're not going to let this kind of thing happen anymore. That's according to like, you know, the theory. I'm sure there's some other deeper theater behind it, but it's kind of interesting that Delaware is saying that, you know, we're not going to do vote by mail no more at all. Dude, that's that's hilarious, man. It's a bad look, (laughs) but it's it's so fitting for this time. Right. I mean, everything is so upside down and backwards like this guy gets in probably because of bullshit mail-ins now his state is going to ban mail-ins it's just that's interesting i did not know that i I think like what josh is trying to point out is tiktok is this whole new beast and i don't think a lot of people have caught on to it yet even though tiktok's been out for like like two few years a few years tiktok is still rolling down this hill and accumulating its snow it's just a bigger and bigger and bigger snowball and I think what TikTok itself and a lot of politicians themselves are realizing is that it's becoming a huge and powerful tool in this country. You have the, the vast majority of this population, especially young people who are consuming TikTok for, I kid you not, 
hours a day, (laughs) the majority of their day. And they're stuck on this and they're consuming everything that they see. So where I guess on on TikTok's behalf, where that comes into play is, you know, if you're consuming content and you consume the wrong content, you're very easily suggestible. So they implement these these restrictions or these subtle restrictions, I would say, that prevent people from spreading certain types of information. And it's unfortunate because, you know, if you slip up even a little bit, you can get shadow banned. And like, like Josh has said, we've experienced that where we've tried to promote, you know, what we thought was good knowledge, what we thought was factual knowledge, and we, we weren't given any indication and they just shut our account off. And now, is this, is this related to medical, quote unquote, misinformation, or is this like factual, you know, that, like, like historical we, type stuff, political yeah, it was kind of like historical political stuff because that's when yeah. we posted that video when the Pandora pe- papers got leaked, like literally the day after and stuff. And then we posted a video about it. We're like, yo, let's get this video out there. Let's get some views on it. And it started going pretty well. And then we just got smacked in the face with the shadow ban. Yeah. Like usually the way TikTok works is that it's unnatural for a video to just immediately stop getting views. It will slowly die down. Like you'll get a few hundred this day. It's a couple thousand next day. This one just hit 70,000 and it stopped mm-hmm. like that. It was like, what the hell is going on? That it could at that rate, it should have gone viral. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But then we was like, okay, what was going on? And then, you know, we realized that we were talking about the Pandora papers and our video was actually one of the ones that got one of the most views. And then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. So what's it take to go viral? Oh man, Ooh, that's a lot. That we're still trying to figure out. <laughs> well, no, like, what's the what's the? I, I mean, not like that. The threshold. What's the number usually? Oh, the, you, you technically set on a plan. Technically, yeah. like a a viral video is anything above, like technically five hundred thousand views. Yeah. So that's technically viral, and then when you hit like a million, that's when you get to like okay, like you're about to hit more people, like than you thought you were going to hit. Like once you hit the million, is like you're viral at that point, but it's not super viral. It's like a different level. Like super viral is like tens of millions of views. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But regular viral is like 500,000 to a million. And there's actually a lot of metrics that go into that and how you can even reach those numbers in the first place. Yeah. TikTok. I has, got, um, oh, go ahead. Dude. No, no. I, I was just going to say TikTok kind of has like their, their own metrics when it comes to that. Like it, it's very detailed. Like they take into account the length of your video and how many people fully watch your video how long people stick around for it. There's a lot of things that you have to think about when creating a TikTok video. I mean, this guy had like a two hour meeting breaking down how to get someone to watch a video for one minute. That's like how, <laughs> how lucrative it is. For 10 seconds, actually. We were yeah, for like, about. we're like, yo, how can we get someone to watch here to this length? You know, oh, look, someone fell off at 20 seconds. We got to fix that. It's so lucrative. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, well, but uh, real quick. Go ahead, Ryan. Real quick. I mean, I, I hadn't formally met you guys yet. Who am I talking with here along with Matt? Oh, <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm the host of The Mind's Eye. And this is Sean, my co-host. We Josh have another- and Sean. Yeah. Okay. It's good to meet you guys. I'm Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I wanted to just meet you guys formally, at least as formally as we could. Yeah. Um, I, I'm real curious with TikTok. I, I actually have a lot of problems with it, the, the way that it runs. And mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, this is, you know, Matt, Monday Night Master Debaters. I, I'm sure that we'll kind of go back and forth on this whole thing. The the Pandora Papers topic that you guys feel like you were banned over I actually heard about that at first from Tim Dillon, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so why would he not get shadow banned 
over talking about this when this dude, you know, he 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 breaks bread with Joe Rogan. Um, you know, I, I have my own theories about him. Dylan is kind of like a Rothschild name over in Ireland, which, you know, he's an Irish dude. You can basically say that Dylan, the way that it's spelled, is like a Rothschild or Rockefeller over in that that country mm-hmm. of Ireland. Right. OK, so elite dude. I, I have my own conspiracies about him and his show, even though I'm a big, big fan. He's one of the, the people I subscribe to on Patreon. Um, do you do you feel like it's possible? I mean, I'm a, I, I have a conspiracy show. Do you think that it's possible that like these shadow bands and things like this, because they're they're always temporary. Do you feel like the shadow bands are there to make you as creators feel like you're putting some dangerous information out there or something that the government might go against? But like like I said, it's temporary. You get to come back and you're getting out to a lot of people that aren't necessarily watching the content. This is always my my pet peeve with TikTok is people will have like 70,000 followers there, but then like a thousand on Instagram. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I I know that was a lot there, but I'm just curious as to what you guys think about all that. Yeah, I think this, I think to be honest, like for someone like Tim Dillon to get like Shadow Ban, like Shadow Ban usually works when you're trying to reach new people. If you have like an established audience, like they can't really do anything about it. You know what I'm saying? Like once you put like for 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 instance like podcasts, there is no like algorithm to find podcasts and stuff. You just put your stuff out, and people who follow you get it. There's no like they can't stop that. But if you're trying to reach new people and you're talking about certain things, yes, you can get shadow banned. And I believe the shadow ban is meant to yes, stop certain information and getting out. They kind of have like vague guidelines on what things you can't talk about. Like, you know, to be honest, there is some pretty fucked up shit on TikTok. You know, I'm saying stuff that is like very extreme that we wouldn't, you know, go that route. But that those rules then bleed into content that is not extreme, but it's still talking about things they don't like. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So it's kind of like it's kind of like a foot in the door, but not fully in the door yet. You know what I'm you know what I mean by that? I feel like I know what you mean, but I'm, I I like the interpretation in my own way. And this is me being like on a conspiracy edge, I suppose, because I have no evidence to support this. But I just okay. want to be as free opinionated as I can. But sometimes I felt like along the way, when we were growing our channel, it was almost used as a form of discouragement. And we talked about that a little bit before we started recording how, how discouraging it can be to be shadow banned and to put so much work into a video as a young growing creator and how that could, might prevent somebody from wanting to achieve higher and higher results. And I guess Tim Dillon, like Josh was saying, he already has that following. So it's easier for him to not get shadow banned if he has all those people. But at the early age, we were relying solely on the TikTok algorithm for us to be pushed out to those people. So when we weren't being pushed out, we weren't getting any views at all. There was no followers, no fan base to, to really follow us along that process of going through that shadow ban. So you know, I, I want to say that maybe they were doing it to just discourage younger creators from getting into the scene and putting their opinions out there. Because not only were we talking about this topic, but we were also adding our own opinions and, and correlating them to other conspiracy theories, other subtle details that other people might have missed. Mm. Maybe that was dangerous. You know, who knows? <laughs> maybe it was. Well, just sure. Dangerous. I mean, you never like like Matt was saying earlier, you never know what actually gets you what hits a red flag because there's no human being sitting there listening to all of our videos and then determining what gets banned and what doesn't. It's an algorithm. And sometimes these algorithms get tripped up and then they flag your page. They shadow ban it. They'll put you in a gray area, a black area or a white area, depending on how you're banned. Right mm-hmm. now, 
I, I just find it kind of interesting where, you know, people like Tim Dillon, they'll get YouTube videos removed, right? They'll get all kinds of uh, interference like that. Um, I'm wondering if it's more topic related or if it's more of the show that that's what I'm curious about with this, because there's just so many unanswered things with TikTok, obviously coming from China. Um, I I heard uh, really recently that they show Chinese kids. uh, I believe it's owned by Huawei or no ByteDance owns uh, TikTok, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, ByteDance is, is basically CCP Chinese communist party. And they show Chinese kids like how to start a business in these short little videos. And they show them all kinds of like truly motivational things. Yeah, they're all empowering videos, right? What? It's all empowering and positive videos. Empowering positive stuff. And here in the United States, they're showing conspiracies. They're showing goofy stuff. They're showing people dance. Debauchery. Wild shit. Yeah, circus shit. What are those? That stupid pyramid challenge? People were running around. That was was everyone himself. Fucking egg crates. Yeah, the the milk crates. Yeah, the egg crate challenge, the milk crate challenge. Man, weird. It's definitely true. They definitely uh, purposely changed our algorithm because, in my opinion, uh, you know, we are technically like, you know, fighting each other on any way. So they want to like make the population of us not as sharp as their population that's how that's how it's done so like they 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 show their citizens things that are essential and then they show us stuff that don't matter yeah you know? the bullshit all of this it. is bullshit yeah. <laughs> like, 10 hours of bullshit scrolling <laughs> yeah females all over their page we tested this too where you start a page and it's just a bunch of you know like random crap like females you know just doing the craziest stuff or people doing silly challenges and it's it's actually really interesting that you mentioned that. And I'm I'm kind of curious what TikTok might actually look like in, in a place like China. Because to also answer your other question, how TikTok operates, I would say in the US specifically, because that's the only thing that we can attest for. Sure. It's very, very short content. It, you yeah. have to be super quick with engaging people because people's attention span, at least here, is just super, super minute. It's horrible. It's horrible. And like we mentioned before, we spent like a couple of hours talking about how to engage people in the first five to 10 seconds of a video. It's almost <laughs> like you need a catchphrase, right? Or something yes. to reel yeah. them in. If you, you look hook. through our videos, you'll start to see where we started to develop a hook for our videos. You know, a while ago, we were talking about what we thought was informed content, but they didn't have a hook to really engage people. And we kind of had to, not in a bad way, but kind of had to dumb it down a little bit, kind of had to get straight to the point, give people the value, tell them what to expect. You're going to get this and, you know, give it to them as opposed to really dragging people along and giving them the in-depth conversation that I feel like a lot of people really need. Yeah. I feel like it just had to be quick, short form content and dumbed down. But that's a great combo. You could you manifest it with your podcast, right? Where you put out the smaller little clips through TikTok, but the deeper discussion then comes out throughout yeah, your podcast, exactly. right? Yeah. And that's that's that marriage that if you can make those two work, that's the gravy right there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Was Dude, I was, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was laughing because there's this guy, there's a uh, a chef kind of dude on uh, Instagram that I started following recently. And every video that he does, he's a southern chef and he's a white dude, super white, pasty, like clear skin white. 
and this dude opens every video right when you scroll into it he goes yes sir. like it's just <laughs> oh, the weirdest yeah. sound and it's like oh <laughs> you have you seen that, that dude yeah <laughs> great and uh yeah it's catchy and, yeah. and, and you know it's like what the hell is this motherfucker up to here you know and uh i mean he's making real basic food but i i mean i'm i'm really attracted to the channel i'm just curious as to like what 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 and i'm not picking on people that are tiktok and i think that it's great if you find a platform and you enjoy doing it i just wonder what it's doing to our society trying to feed into that hey, really Rye, quick algorithm this what? guy how about this catch line oh yes, my days Oh my diddy. What is it? Right. Oh my oh my diddy. And then he goes, Oh my diddy. That's how he opens every video. Oh, it's yeah. like he's just shocked. We'll do it one more time here. Oh my days. Oh my diddy. Oh my diddy. See, I feel like that's there's, too slow for a lot of people. There's his 10 seconds to to suck you in, right? And most people, like like they were saying, I, most people will be gone by now, but somehow he sells it, right? He keeps you yeah. on the edge. Like, or does he? Oh, yeah, exactly. He's or either going to... Either- depends. And yeah. that's the magic of it, right? Who knows? Does he keep you or do, or do you move on? I'll yeah, find this fucking page, Southern Chef right now, and I'll share it because, I mean, I know that these guys heard of it. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. The dude is a clown, but I love his channel. And I don't know if that's a good thing. And I don't know what that says about me. And I, I don't know what that says in. about society. <laughs> You're getting convicted on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. It's a horrible track. No, I don't fuck with TikTok, man, to be honest. I, I really, I, I don't like TikTok. But that doesn't mean that so many people, you know, do. And, and I think, yeah. you know, if you can make it work for you, if you feel like you're not getting, you know, 99% bots, you know, interacting with you, yeah. Oh yeah. And I think it's true. a good I think it's a good way to potentially capitalize. Me personally, I just think that TikTok does a lot more bad for um content creators than it does good. That's just me. Oh, yeah, it definitely I, does. Uh because when you get someone so used to your short form content, they're not gonna really want to see your long term content. And yeah. that's a problem YouTube Shorts is having right now. Because right. YouTube yeah, Shorts yeah. just launched and stuff, and people are like, Oh, we're getting like a hundred thousand subscribers and like 15 days but when you post a longer video you only get like 2,000 views yep you know it's like that's not natural so yeah it definitely yeah. does hurt you as a content creator you need to find a way to convert your short form content to long form content and i feel i feel podcasts do a good job with that yeah podcasts are good and, and there, there are obviously some youtube channels that do a good job of it but i'm noticing a lot more even on the youtube side people go into that seven to ten minute format now Mm-hmm. Instead of, you know, videos that used to be an hour long, now they've condensed it down to like seven to 10 minutes hitting high level points. And it's almost like, you know, it's it's steps, right? You start at TikTok with with the minute, then you're going to go, okay, then I'll give you maybe a short that's like 90 seconds, then okay, now I'll give you a, a seven to 10 minute, then if you're really interested, now here's the long form. And that's kind of almost how you have mm-hmm. to like you have to leave breadcrumbs out for the people to get yeah. to your stuff. Yeah, it's like a funnel. Okay. Yeah. 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 Look at this fucking dude and listen to him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna have to click him real quick. Yeah. I'm wouldn't it wouldn't be a master debate? All right. So my Cajun see <laughs> Yes, what? so this white chicken chili. So people. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this Cajun dirt. Everyone, I'm clicking. 
that though that's that generation we're in now you got to have a hook or you got to reel these people in because these kids my niece is into the she's 10 she's into the whole tiktok dance thing you know that little 10 Mm -hmm. 15 second bullshit they do with their friends and it's like i don't get it like i don't understand it it's the same dance it's different songs different hand you know it's all this shit like but these kids they, they have to do it and she's cranking out like 15 videos a day i'm like when do you do anything else oh my god <laughs> so look why why don't instead of us trying to like fucking like you know cater to this crazy shit you know i know you do this matt i know that like bob people like this they they're raising their kids to not be like this you know they're raising their kids to be like okay this doesn't make any fucking sense you know people dude when you go to like i, I saw kim kardashian booze raining down on this bitch at the los angeles rams game right when these people go out in public they should not feel safe i don't care if it's kim kardashian or a politician kanye west any of these people none of these people should feel safe going outside because they're just feeding into the short attention span that's going to end up making us fucking weak as a society we're already very weak we're there dude they've already i think that we can get a lot worse though (laughs) yeah We're 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 on the border of idiocracy. You know, we we reference that all the time, but this shit's real. I mean, we're but just so do mis- we want to go all the way? No, no, I yeah, no, but I'm with you. How do you how do you pull that plug? Like how do you kids teach the kids? It's too late for this right now. It's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna get worse for 10 mm-hmm. years, maybe 20. But let's teach these kids that oh, are you have right to. now. Have you to. have to teach the kids, dude. This is not the way to go. Don't pay attention to this. Yes, so fucking shit. You know, <laughs> get into other shit. I mean, even me saying this right now, I'm I follow that dude's channel, right? But let's get into <laughs> like, hey, long form content. Let's be smart about this. It'll it might take a, a, a sacrifice, but you'll get into you know. I think the the investment in the country, and you know, if you have kids out there, I don't. I know you do, Matt. But there there might be a better future for these kids if we start like pounding this shit home right now you know oh yeah yeah, no yeah i mean and but what's what's the whole agenda of the other side right now it's to break up the nuclear family right it's to break up the family so these kids don't have a solid base so they can pervert them with all this tiktok nonsense because the parents are too busy working that when they get home and they need five minutes they just say fine take the phone Mm -hmm. what the kids do kids go to tiktok right and that's it's it's all part of this rat race they got us in and you know it's it's tough it's tough raising kids these days because it is so easy to just say take that phone you know for five minutes and 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 a lot of them now you you can't really filter what they're gonna see and and they could see anything and all it takes is one video 
to fuck them up pretty good, you know? And that's that's <laughs> yeah. the, the sad part about it. Have you guys seen that Grim Cuddy movie? Grim Cuddy? No. 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 I don't think so. It's a it's a it sounds dumb, but it's it's good. Like the the concept of it, it's a little like hyped up. It's uh, you know, kids that get there's like a yeah, you know, I don't know if you guys heard of creepy pasta, like where those these yes. weird like online yeah. I used to watch kinda, those kind of <laughs> cool, you know. But <laughs> like there's bed, this yeah. uh there's this weird uh almost like an online cryptid called Grim Cuddy. And uh-huh. Grim Cuddy makes people want to kill themselves and like peer sure. pressures them into doing like online trends. And these kids um, basically like get addicted to their phones in this movie and they can't be separated from their computers or their phones because they have to know what's going on with Grim Cuddy. And the parents get involved and it turns out the more that the parents get involved, the crazier Grim Cuddy gets. But it just shows in this really cool way how um, how how these online trends are fucking with kids like the kids are having withdrawals from not seeing Grim Cuddy on on their screen it's fucking weird dude yeah, it's a that, good goes into that whole that's, that's that gets weird. back into what's his name wow the the uh netflix guy um, uh what's his she, name uh something is it bernays edward bernays, edward bernays. we go yeah. back oh, to bernays, bernays right this is all that mind control mk ultra shit yeah. that stems from <laughs> the nazis you know and that's what this is and it's funny because, you know, I know, Rai, you hate fucking Yuri Bezmanov and you think he's a shill. But, you know, there were people predicting this shit back in the 70s and 80s saying that this is what's coming. And, you know, you're going to be told the truth and deny it because it's not what you're being told on the news. And that's where we are now. I don't hate Yuri Bezmanov, Matt. I just think that he was put there for a purpose. And I think that he's put there so that people can be like, see, this is what's going on but none of us are going to do anything about it because we're just seeing it. And we're like, you know, it's just a way to, to uh, get people to point it out and be like, this is the plan. But then the other side will be like, you're crazy because politics are so, you know, polarized one, one side, you know, mostly people that are voting for Trump and seeing things from a conservative perspective are saying Yuri Bezmanov is telling us that the Russians are trying to infiltrate our culture. And then the left, just because they have to be the opposite of the right, will say that's not true. Yeah, that's, I think that's why he's there. Now, you got any you guys listen to the Rogan uh, interview with Roger Waters last week? Oh, no, actually, no, I haven't. Dude, I, I highly anybody out there, too, that's listening. I highly recommend this interview. Roger Waters is one of the most base guys out there when it comes to this shit. And he's he's been on it forever. Um, But he, he went on and on about this because one of the big things is, you know, nobody's calling these people out on their bullshit, you know, and as soon as you do, you get censored, you get shadow banned, you get blocked. And he's like the whole, you know, and, and his whole concept, you know, that his mother ingrained in him when he was young was read both as read as much as you can and read as much as you can on both sides of the argument so that you're educated and then you're able to do the right thing. Thank you for saying that too. Yes, especially because <laughs> there right? are so many people, just like you said, just one or the other, or it's because it's the other. It has to be wrong if you're on the other side. It's like so black and white, and that's not reality. The re- reality, we're on a complete spectrum of ideas. And I love that you said that because I guess that's what we try to to propagate in this show is there is no blue or red 
right or left. You know, you can identify like on either side, like wherever you feel more strongly preference. But the reality is you can you can adhere to ideals anywhere in between the two. You know, you don't have to be you don't have to believe this just because you're a conservative or a liberal or a Republican, whatever you want to affiliate with. It's whatever really means true to you. And in order to do that, you need to have an open and honest discussion. You can't be biased in your ideas. You need to really resonate with whatever speaks true to you, not just because somebody else said that you have to be part of this group and you have to believe this, this or that. And we want to break that barrier in the show. We even even me and Josh, we have completely different ideals, but we still talk to each other with utter respect. Yeah, because I know, you know, whatever he might see true might be true. What you know? Yeah, it's and. And that's the point of this show, too, was to get different people on with different opinions. But guess what? We can fucking talk about it. And yeah. nobody's going to nobody's going to sit here and, and, and can't can't have a discussion. So they just start saying, oh, you're retarded. That's stupid. You know, just throwing names out. Because once once somebody starts throwing names out, you know, you got them. Because <laughs> yeah, they, exactly. They've lost any <laughs> yeah. power to discuss now. Yeah. And it's gotten emotional. And yeah. that's the problem with our discussions today. Everybody has to get emotional because it's all about your feelings. Well, guess what? Nobody gives a shit about your feelings in reality, right? In real world, in this make-believe that we're playing now. Yeah, your feelings and your pronouns and all that shit, that really matters. But in real life, the one that I'm playing in, that doesn't mean anything. It's all bullshit. It's all make-believe. And we got to get back to that because this this nonsense has got to stop. And it's really perverting everything. Because people are so ingrained to being on a side, right? Like you said before, left or right, blue or red, it don't matter. It should boil down to right or wrong, right? And what do you what do you feel in your gut when you you make that decision? If it's the right thing for you, boom, you made the right choice. If it's if it's the you know if not, you got to move on and you got to deal with that. But the other problem is there's no consequences anymore. So you can get away with doing stupid shit and not have to pay the price a lot of times. And that's that's a thing that's really got to change because there has to be consequences for your actions, you know, positive and negative. And I don't think there are in a lot of cases. I think they just go ignored. Should we get back to the time where presidents used to have to duel and like shoot each other? Hell yeah. <laughs> I hey, think I so, dude, because that's <laughs> like, I mean, it makes sense, man. If someone's going to run the country, but they're not willing to take a bullet for it, like, fuck them. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think dude, it makes sense. How, how great would a pay-per-view Trump-Biden duel? Oh, I'll pay for it. Oh, I'll pay for Let's it. go. Oh, yeah. I mean, come what on What kind of numbers now? is that doing? Get this up right now, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> even, even if it's nerfed, I don't care. I want to see this show. Or paintball? paintball guns. Let's dude. do it. Yeah. yeah. That'd be Even great. Five paces, no, no, turn, <laughs> and and you know what? The problem is somebody's going to dangle like an ice cream cone or something, and Biden's going to fucking take off. Yeah, Biden's <laughs> going to take eight steps while he, you know they'll take five steps. He's going to take eight steps. But uh, yeah, man, you know, I, I think that uh, you know you brought something up too. Like obviously with the polarization that that we we're talking about, the um, I, I was looking at this Albert Pike idea where they 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 see the nihilists and the atheists. The same way that they see the Christians, right? They see the people that are super, you know, all these people are zealots in one way or another. If you believe in nothing, that's still a belief, right? It's kind of like the idea like, uh, you know, hate isn't the opposite of love. Apathy is the opposite of love. Not giving a shit about somebody is the opposite of loving them, not hating them because you're still you're still thinking about them in a certain way. 
So love, apathy, right? Christianity, atheism. Political, apolitical. If you're apolitical, I think there's a whole political class that is forming right now, and we're in the middle of it. There's this whole political class that is apolitical. And I honestly think in a weird way, this is playing into some sort of agenda. This is why you have Biden in the White House right now, why there's a separate White House location that is a green screen, basically, or a stage mm-hmm. set up like a, you know, old school sitcom where there's a crowd that's off camera. And then there's the whole set right here. It seems like everything that's going on right now is 100 percent according to plan. Just to me right now, it's how it seems. I don't know how you guys feel about that, including you, Matt. I mean, like, I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, I'm real curious how you guys feel about it. Just the the idea that everything is going 100 percent the way that um, these elites want it. And I think that the end goal is a one world society, a one world religion, one world economy, one world, you know, currency. Everything is is to consolidate power. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Actually, uh, the one thing we actually talk about in our show is balance. You know, we we believe in in balance, and you know, well, I personally believe. I don't know, if you should believe in Sean, but I believe in balance in all things, and I definitely believe that there is something going on, but I don't believe that everything in that spectrum is also being coordinated. There is a lot of things that are being coordinated. That's a, that's true, but there's also a lot of things that just cannot be coordinated. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of hard to control eight billion people. One hundred percent, you can control a good. You can control certain aspects of their lives, like rent, food, you know, stuff that you know you control the companies for. But there's certain things that you just can't put your hand in. You have to like you know throw the thing out there and see if it works. You know what I'm saying? Like there's definitely a lot of things going on, but I also believe that not everything is also a lie either. That's the that's the thing about lies and truth is that. The reason why lies work so well is because there's truth in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of like we're in this age right now where we're like ripping apart statements to try to find the crumbs of truth in there. And you're mm-hmm. like, damn, is everything a lie? But that's where people go go wrong because not everything is a lie. And that's what's hard to fight in this generation is like, OK, what's completely truth? What's completely lie? We're, they're very blended together. So it's kind of hard to find out what's really going on. And I think that's kind of the way it's always been. I guess I'm wondering, just out of curiosity, like what what would be the end goal with this one world civilization? I suppose because I never really gave that into much thought. Like, where is this leading to us? I guess I'm kind of like in the moment. I guess just experiencing it as we go. I'm seeing how ridiculous it is. Don't get me wrong, but um, I guess I'm trying to figure out like what is that end goal like what are they trying to achieve with this consolidated force like you're saying i think that it's the same concept um i'll I'll try and make this like quick i i think it's the same concept of like europe forming the united or or the european union sorry Mm -hmm. and then like the world forming the united nations right like if you have after world war ii is when the united nations forms So the idea with the United Nations forming is that, you know, we just had this horrible world war where, I mean, we almost got wiped off the map. The United States just dropped this massive bomb. I don't think it was really a nuke, but, you know, this this massive bomb got dropped on Japan. What happens if this technology continues to grow and there's these two sides that hate each other so much? We need to make a one world so that there's no more war right now. What happens when there's no more war? 
is the power structure gets consolidated more and more. And all that it takes is one crazy son of a bitch, Elon Musk, <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, for the other side too, Donald Trump, somebody uh-huh. like that that is so egotistical that'll say, I control everything right now. Uh, there's one religion, not religion. You're shot if you're if you're not gay, wow. if you're not if you're not, you know, because obviously, you know, we see this in um, uh, where the fuck is Hamzat Shemaya from? I can't believe I'm blanking on this, Matt. Chechnya, you remember, right? Chechnya in Chechnya, they kill gay people at the at the global stage. It would be the opposite. Maybe if you're straight, they kill you. Right. They can. Uh, if there's one world leader, they have it however they want. And maybe maybe this is fear porn. I tend to think that for right now, in the short term, it is. But it seems like this is going in this direction. That's the way I see it. And I think that if if um, if, if it's in the Bible, I think that this biblical stuff, the elites tend to follow. They seem to not necessarily believe in God, but they definitely believe in the devil and they believe in Satan and Lucifer for sure. So I think that they're trying to follow this and they're trying to bring on this whole thing. And if that's the case, then they believe that the Antichrist will be the one world leader. And I think that that, you know, they're trying to get us to this point where we're all kind of digital slaves. That's what the metaverse is. That's what our surveillance is. Um, You know, Big Brother, all this shit. I don't think there will be war necessarily, but every single person, if you don't have a ton of money and you're not already connected, you're going to have a pretty dismal life and you're not really going to be able to do this stuff that I hope that we talk about later where like you can have a side hustle and have these ambitions of being able to like move up from classes. I'm, I'm middle class right now, hard middle class, like a hard middle. <laughs> I hope that I can get to the upper middle class and then like luck. Hopefully I can get to like upper class by the time I die. And then maybe have a kid and, and that kid will be pretty set up and I'll transcend classes. But that won't be possible in this like one world government type situation. I know that's a long answer, but I think that it's just control. I think that's what the one world government is. It's about control. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on certain points. Yeah, like the that that that's where the theory goes as into the goal. But in my opinion, like it would it sounds like a, a good idea on paper if it was decentralized, like if there wasn't a one world leader, you know what I'm saying? Like it sounds like a good idea. There's, there's no war and stuff, but in sure. the way humans are raised or we evolved to, that's not a thing that could be done right now. So yeah, it does yeah. sound scary <clears throat> when you bring up the idea of one world peace. Because I know a lot of spiritual people are like, oh, this is a great idea. We should have a one world civilization. Uh, you know, I've, you know, in the past, you know, we've had theories about one world civilizations before and they sounded like pretty good, but you know, it's, it has to be decentralized in my opinion. It can't be just one person, you know, calling the shots on anything. Have you guys messed around with the idea of Tartaria at all? Yeah, we've actually, I have a book on it. I haven't fully read it. It's and that's not the, the James that's, Lee book. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that book? But oh. I also have other references too. <laughs> I have other references too. All right? okay, I just good. bought that. I only bought that book because it seemed, it seemed interesting. And, you know, obviously I want to see all sides of the same argument. I wanted to see if that guy knows what he was talking about. And there was some interesting points in there, but that was the civilization I was referencing when I said that there were one world civilizations before. Well, it's the reason why I bring that up is because I was listening to a podcast today. uh, Actually, uh, Crow Triple Seven had Wooden Nichols and uh, Ewar on there. And they were talking about how they believe now that um, Tartaria is 
a psyop to get the you know get it out there in ether the idea of this harmonious you know glorious one world society and getting people in that mindset of the one world of people now in in all the tartaria stuff i've ever heard you know they talk about all the great tech and stuff but never talked about how great the people's lives were Right. I still haven't heard that. So I, you know, when I hear a theory like that, that maybe it is a psyop, you, you know, I, it starts making me look at these little areas. Now I'm one who I've never bought into the concept of Tartaria itself as, you know, I think it's a land in Asia. You know, I don't think it was this one world civilization. Now I think at one time it's possible there was, you know, interconnected civilizations across the realm i mean we see evidence of that with with architecture and um you know math and things like that that went around the world at times that it shouldn't have supposedly but dude if if tartaria is like martial arts it's or i'm sorry if like like the old world stuff's martial arts seems like tartaria is like karate you know what i mean like (laughs) like that's where i put it you know but on the other side there's people that put it up there with like jujitsu you know, Ooh, really? where it's yeah. like one of the stronger be all. and I'm like, ah, and that's always been my thing with it because, and and I have some, some friends who are real religious and they get into the religious side of it with the whole idea of just some word meetings like Tartarus and things like that, which means, you know, hell and land of hell, land of fire and hell and things hmm. like that. And you start looking into it a little more. So I've never really bought into the whole idea of it, but I thought the concept of, of it being a psyop in the fact that getting us to think one world, I was like, holy shit, I've never thought of it from that angle before. And that's a real interesting angle to take it from. Now, whether I believe it or not, who knows? I mean, everything could be a psyop these days, you know, anything that's put <laughs> out there, right. Anything that yeah. be, gets the collective thinking about it, it could mm-hmm. have been put out there intentionally. Wow. True. I'm, I'm kind of curious though. Like, like I know you don't have like a formal opinion about it, but I, I was watching a little bit of your episode when you went into a little bit of the background um, of Tartaria, and um, one of the things that struck me the most is um, I don't know if this is a bad interpretation of it because the entire thing is like written in Old English, if if I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken. But um, it kind of sounded like there were this very very primitive not in like a technological way but very very barbaric uh very very unforgiving towards their enemy and i think that that, that the specific part that spoke out to me the most is when all these different kings and kingdoms tried to cross through there and they were just decimated just completely decimated so when you speak of the the this idea of it becoming a psyop and you also mentioned like we never really talked about like how these people were in society. Did you ever find something that like talked about like who these people were like aside from war, aside from, you know, battling the enemies, who they were just within themselves? Oh, I yeah. I, I, I went back and found a lot of old texts from uh, basically 1600s to like the late 17, early 18s when they basically got eliminated. And, and what you'll find is, like you were saying, they were almost the, the readings that I found, they were kind of nomadic people. Mm-hmm. There were some, you know, there were a couple city states, you would say, like Tobolsk was their capital. They had a couple other bigger cities, so to speak, but it would, they were mainly 
not nomads, but they lived off the land. <laughs> so, and, and they were, you know, depending on what period in time, they were pretty ruthless. Um, you know, you get into the Khans, you get into the Mongols, they were all Tartarians. Um, and Dan Carlin, he does, you know, oh God, I think it's like a five part series. It's probably like 10, 15 hours. Oh on, <laughs> yeah. On Genghis Khan and the Khans and holy, he, he changed the way I looked at it too, because he was talking about the Tartars, right. And he talks mm-hmm. about these, they were kind of this, yeah, primitive people. Mm-hmm. And in none of his mentions, was there any of this art, you know, idea that they would have built these grand buildings, you know, and, and mm-hmm. even when you look there, there's those buildings in like areas of Siberia and areas of what would be Tartary, but those same buildings are down in South America. Those same buildings are in China. Those same buildings are in Africa, right? We find them all. And, and where are all those people? or who goes to all those areas? Well, you had the Portuguese, right? You had the Spanish, you had the Moors, you had the British who were all going to these same areas. Maybe they did share a little of the architecture. I don't know. It's, well, that, that's crazy. But like, I, how, my thing is like, you think of an advanced civilization, you, I guess you automatically come to mind. They have like these great structures, these beautiful artistic buildings. And then it's for you to like, say that because i didn't know that and then for you to also say how they i believe they also uh conquered or they they defeated the egyptians and the persians these these civilizations that we've held up to such a high pedestal to me it's like it's just mind-blowing that we've never ever been taught this at least me personally in my school career i've never been taught about the tartarians and how they could be so much more powerful than the egyptians and then not even you know have uh, relics of their past of buildings and then also be a nomadic tribe and still wipe out these huge civilizations. Yeah. Cause, cause what I found with them is what they would do is they did a lot of what, you know, and, and why I, I, I find it funny. They did a lot of what Alexander did, right. Alexander mm-hmm. went from, uh, you know, East to West and, and they went vice versa and, and what it was, or no, sorry, opposite. Sorry. West Alexander there. went from, west to east and they came from siberia you know northern china western or eastern russia to the west towards europe towards turkey you know they went through rome they went through constantinople they went through all the way to egypt like you were saying and that's pretty impressive but there's (laughs) there's no mention right there's no we get the khans right we get genghis khan we get uh tamerlane who's one of his offspring who was a pretty you know ruthless ruler that made made some ripples but the interesting fact is and one of the things that again they mentioned in this whole is it possibly a psyop if they just said that old world china would people be interested or old world russia but you say old world tartary and now Hmm. now you have it ringing in your head right Hmm, what what do russia and china represent right now well you know in the in the if we're looking at the times it's the marxism and the communism so is this what they got into is this psyop pushing on us almost a marxist communist pushing them to the front in history and saying oh the russians and the chinese who are really the tartars um were the ones who did all this great stuff interesting 
it's just there's so many levels to it. It's one of those things. I recommend people go listen to it and uh, and 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 get your opinions out there because no, it's fascinating. It could make sense because you know, in you know, I'm I'm you know, I follow like the spiritual community and stuff like that, and usually those those people are like you know, for some reason, a lot of people are kind of like waking up to this kind of stuff that's being pushed out right now, and it would make sense to propagate. A one world civilization because usually spiritual people believe in oneness and they want everyone you know everyone's one and stuff like that mm-hmm. it would make sense from a, a tactical standpoint to propagate a one world play um like uh, civilization and then once you join it you get wrapped around your neck with some bs and then now oh, you're a part of something different that you thought it was yeah, right sure. it would make yeah. sense to do that that's so that's a micro it. that's a microcosm of blm right there yeah, I no, that's exactly what they <laughs> they wrote these people before. in, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's craziness, and then they just take all the money and run. <laughs> well, think about if there's all these people, if if there's a bigger and bigger group that's thinking one way, and you're outside of that group, it's so much easier for that small group that's outside to get engulfed or or to get removed, right? Let's say there's eight billion yep. people in the world, and seven point nine billion of them believe one thing, one one ideal, and then like that point one of a billion people wow. which is a ton of people Shit. if they go against that 7.9 billion people's idea then they're fucked they're yep. fucked yeah. <laughs> and, some- and to your to the point earlier where you're saying you know it's difficult to control 8 billion people you don't have to control 8 billion people you only have to control how many countries are there we'll say 200 just to keep it simple there's i mean you, how many high level politicians in each country let's say you got to control 100,000 people like by their balls, you got to have a hundred thousand hey, people by Rye, their balls, right? right? We saw it. We've already seen how many people. Of course, I'm, I'm just twenty twenty, say- right? I mean, no, no, yeah. I'm with you. I, that's what I'm saying. We've already seen this bullshit. They've showed how many people it takes for them to pull off an operation like this because they've done it to us. They yes. just did it on like Not a definitely. minor level. This was kind of like a pinprick, and that right? was controlling it, less than ten thousand people. We have less than ten thousand high level politicians in this yeah. country. We and probably what, have about and what, Ryan. What also happened? People started turning on each other, right? On All behalf of those politicians, turn them, turn them on each other, and guess what? Now we're policing each other. Family members are turning on family members. It's just yeah. divide and conquer. Man. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we actually talked about um, and not to detract from this conversation, but I guess there's some similarities about how um the the whole war on drugs and. It, just want to preface this by saying this is a little bit of a theory, but it's back in a lot of evidence. But there was this theory that the whole war on drugs was started to break apart the core foundational families that made up the, the big powers in America. And it, it supposedly started when um, the whole Martin Luther King revolution started. Uh, the CIA or just higher government officials started to realize that these huge back black families were coming together and they were a huge power force in the community. And they realized, you know, like, what, what is driving these huge families to make these big changes? Because they were very, very powerful and they were very, very wealthy. And they came to the conclusion that it was these strong families, black or white, but black specifically, they were targeting these, these strong black families that were uh, creating these new future leaders. And supposedly what they did was they introduced drugs. And I guess you can exchange drugs for any other kind of addiction, whether it be technological whether it be, you know, me- medicational, any, any sort of way. But they started to disseminate these drugs into these environments in order to collapse the entire system of what it means to be a strong family. 
And what that did was it separated people. It started to turn family against family. My uncle is going to prison because my uncle did something horrible. This, And, you know, these huge figures in these families, they were just, they just departed from their lives. And there was no real foundation for these families to come together. And that, in, in other words, this kind of represents what's going on in the country. If you look at us as like one huge family, uh, we're kind of tearing ourselves apart piece by piece because we're being fed these drugs, which in this case is this information. Or some people might look at it, it's new technology, this new media. Food, being, water, all, air, all that stuff's that, drugs now too. Anything, really, <laughs> anything can be, really be a drug. And if it tears us apart, then, like I said before, you divide and conquer, pick them apart piece by piece by piece. No longer do you have a huge cumulative force, but you have individuals that you can pluck out from within. And that, I mean, that, can, that you can conquer an entire civilization. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like that. A family can't operate without a dad. Like a nuclear can't, family can't operate properly without a father. Mm-hmm. And they also can't operate properly without a mother. Like there's something balance. about that. It's all yeah. about balance and you that can't battery get that idea. without outside a nuclear family. And I don't give a shit what you say and call me a homophobe all you want. It's not the way the family there's, there's a natural energetic balance to that relationship, to that nuclear family. There is a bond there that once it's broken, you have lost souls now, you know, I mean, that's, that's the thing. And, and you see it with this, just and it, it's a blatant attack you see it in disney movies right yeah. how many disney movies where the, the the parents are missing one parent's dead the kids are orphans fucking bambi dude yeah Tom gets right just yeah. cats right in front of and, and that's what you're showing your kids you're showing your kids watching a, a deer watch its mother just get lit up like a christmas tree <laughs> Boom. yeah yeah dude we were talking about up yesterday we went and watched that movie smile and that's yep. a pretty interesting movie. It's pretty good. But, um, you know, Up, you know, this is marketed to these, like, toddlers. That's a traumatic fucking movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sad, sad movie. Well, so, they I do mean, that a lot. They did it with Soul also, which is, you sure. know, about, about a guy dead and reincarnating and all that. So let's like, let's say this for, like, the people that might come on and call you a homophobe for uh, saying what you said, Matt. S- everything is based off ones and zeros, right? Ones and zeros, the one being the man, the zero being the female. You got the the stick and the and the hole, right? I mean, like that's what a one and a zero is. Everything is based off that positive, negative. It's all. I mean, there's something that feeds off that. It's no hate on on gay people, but I mean, you can't. You we wouldn't be here if toxic masculinity wasn't a thing. You none of us would be here because our ancestors either conquered somebody or if they were conquered, they assimilated into the society that conquered them. There's a reason doesn't move forward by a bunch of pussies. It moves forward by strong people. Yeah. There's a reason we put a hot dog in a bun and you don't eat two hot dogs at once. Exactly. It doesn't work. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I I, I like to think about it. You know, I, I, I prefer to like take multiple streams of information and I, and I can definitely hear what you guys mean. Like if, you know, I, I guess a couple of thousand years ago, you know, if you didn't have a strong family leader to get you through arduous times, you know, you weren't really going anywhere. You were dead. You, you were, were dead. You weren't living, right? Dead. Like you wouldn't make it through the winter if you didn't have a good leader. Yeah, there's a there's a time and a place for that. And I think everybody has this role in this society. And we, you know, we need people on either side of the spectrum. And I guess, you know, at, at one point, we got like, very comfortable. And you know, these ones and zeros, they started to bleed into zeros and ones. 
you know, we started to be a coagulation between the both. And I mean, scientifically speaking, that's to be expected. You know, there, there are a lot of other species that kind of exhibit both sides of the spectrum as well. But what I would agree in saying and what I don't appreciate other people kind of pushing to the side is that we need both sides. We need all sides of these equations. So it's not like I, I don't want to ostracize people by saying, you know, you shouldn't be this or you shouldn't be that. But I, I think we shouldn't we shouldn't call toxic masculinity in the way that we kind of perceive it now, which it, is it being a, a horrible thing. Because I think, like you said, I, I think placing the word toxic on it isn't really right. But I understand why we use it because it's what people call it. But I don't view it as toxic. I view it as just being much more, much more engaged in your masculine energy or much more engaged in your feminine energy. And like I said, it goes both ways. Sometimes you need the masculine. Sometimes you need the feminine in your environment. And that's where we come. We come together as both in a family to create this experience. Yeah, and you see that too through, through, throughout time, right? That's that wave that we ride. There's a heavy masculine period, then it's followed by a feminine period. And that's the balance in nature, right? Everything Much you true. need, everything needs balance. And, and where we are going with things is taking away from that balance. And what does that do? That just creates instability. And instability is not good for humanity, right? Human beings are meant to be stable. They're, they're meant to have a purpose, not to be in this just chaotic situation. Our, our, we haven't evolved to that point yet. And, and putting us in that state causes people to be frantic. And mental illness is at an all-time high right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was going to say, Matt, you're a student of history. You know a lot about this kind of stuff, man. We're talking about masculine and feminine waves. What happens when these massive empires that are brought up by, you know, I know that we don't like using the term, but I'm going to I'm going to use it. The toxic masculinity idea. I agree with you, dude. Like, Sean, it's not it's not what I think it is. I don't think that being masculine is toxic at all. Uh, it actually brings a lot of entertainment. I mean, sports, is, that, that's toxic masculinity. What, try and watch football. Try and watch like UFC or anything like that. You're, you're watching toxic masculinity how, as it's defined. Toxic masculinity builds these civilizations. And then when they're super comfortable, what happens, Matt? There you go. Things they get turn soft and, and they, they fall, fall apart. Yep. Look at Rome. They're fucking dogs. They're fucking animals. They're, they're dudes, fucking kids. And, and you know, chicks, fucking chicks. You know, orgies going on, all this kind of stuff. You can see that in Greece. You can see it in Rome and Egypt. All these different empires, they start getting real fluid with their sexuality, just like we are right now. And then they fall. Yep. So I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen. And then one more point real quick, too. Uh, I think it was Sean that brought up, uh, you know, the, the black culture getting attacked. Dude, who drives culture more than any other race out there? Talking rock, talking pop culture in, in general, talking any any kind of trend that you see. The black culture leads the way of like, I mean, for the the entire duration of the United States. The black culture has led where everyone else follows. I mean, you have little, you know, white kids that have never spent a day in any kind of ghetto at all, like idolizing people that like actually live this kind of crazy shit. You know, people that that have hard, hard times and these privileged little white kids are like idolizing that. That's because this this I mean, the, the black population has always dro- driven culture, dude. It's it's a it's been a thing Well, in the cities, too. Right. I, I, I think, you know, that's one of the things that always amazed me living in Connecticut, which is, you know, 
less than a hundred. It was a, a, less than a hundred miles from New York city, but the trends in New York city would be like two years ahead of when they would get to us. Yeah. So <laughs> it was so, so wild. Like the, the, the cities and the, in the areas down there, the trends take off so much quicker and it takes a lot of time to bleed out into the suburbs. And by the time it gets out there, they're on to the they're, they're three generations later on the next yeah. track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're doing new shit. I mean, they say that that like Dolly Parton had like the hugest part in in bringing rap to the mainstream because she went to the Bronx and saw black dudes rapping. And then Dolly Parton raps in one of her songs and they credit her with with kind of bringing that mainstream. Wow. It's like, no, man, it's just one of those things where, you know, again, blues, rock, a- any kind of music, any kind of pop culture is really driven by. The black culture. I don't know if it's just like the the struggles uh, or what it is, but we know that struggle brings creativity. And um, man, I, I think that I mean it's definitely a point. You know, like the Black Wall Street stuff. That's that's all very real. It's just it's a crazy idea that uh, you know it's something that gets lost on a lot of people. I think that You're speaking that of really which, is a driver. Have you guys seen that shit where uh, Jay Z or Nicki Minaj is supposedly just Jay Z sped up? Yeah, I've seen I that. that. I was like, yeah. I was like, all right. I don't know how to feel about that one though. Dude, I don't know what to do with these things, man. Between the places, the, the faces, like these people that are coming out. It's like, what is going on right now? Is this shit real or are they just playing mind games with us? Oh man, you know, sometimes like uh, for some reason, like there's a balance to like the content. Like they'll show you some crazy shit that's like possibly real, and then they'll just throw some stupid shit out there. Yeah, throw you off. You're like, exactly. what exactly is this real? And then you show it to someone else and they're like, yo, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So now we're talking about that. Have you guys seen this video yet? No. I'm kind of in the middle on this. All right. So to preface this, this is talking about um, like your cell phone camera. Right. So they got this lady's got a spider. This girl's got a spider in a jar. We'll watch this shit. Okay, guys, so we found this weird looking little spider thingy in the garage and... Right? Nothing. When you type... Over here, look. Every time I touch my phone, it freaking... Tap it crazy. Tap it crazy. Oh, look. Look. But yet, I'm tapping the table and nothing. And I go here on my phone and I touch the camera. It's like if it feels what I'm touching on the camera. Okay, go. That is so weird. Well, no. And and the reason why I thought it was interesting is because in my life, my dog will not let me take a picture of her. Like if I if I try and get her attention and she sees the camera, she always looks away. And like they it's something about it. I can have my phone out. And as soon as I point that phone at her, she's gone. She doesn't Mm. want any part of it. Mm -hmm. I can never get my dog to look at a phone for a selfie either i never realized that though yeah, <laughs> that's the, really interesting it's the light it's the it's the light of our skins like oh, they no. have their their color receptors are like different they see light different mm-hmm. so they're mm-hmm. able to react to that stuff we can't see that light so that's why it doesn't bother us but to this them it's actually blinking at you your camera yeah, yeah. is actually blinking if you take an infrared light and put it near there you'll see the 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 infrared that's coming off the camera light yeah so, and they see that so they're like what is that like you know and that's what's wild because then you start thinking about, okay, I can see so much of the spectrum with my eye. 
what the fuck is going on around me that I can't see? Oh, man. That's, that's what we talk about all the time. All, right? all the time. We only see like point, like what? Like 1% of the light spectrum? If anything, 0.01%. It's insanely yeah. low. Yeah. And then 99% of light, which is always there, is light we cannot see. So we're not seeing certain things bouncing off of it. Our eyes are not equipped to see that stuff. Yeah. So we, we always talk about that stuff. What, what's really out there? And that kind of that's where I think like Bigfoot and all these like, you know, whatever people say, aliens and stuff like that fall into fairies and all that. I think they fall into that spectrum that ninety nine point nine of us can't see. But there are some of those people that are sensitive that can tune in and they can see pick up on these frequencies and see these Mm -hmm. beings or whatever the entities yeah, we definitely, yo, I love that topic. We always talk about that. Yeah, I feel as though that most of these beings are actually here. It's just that we don't have the eyes to see them, right? I think I think it has more to do with the eye in your mind than it does with your physical eye, actually. Because if yeah. you didn't know, the pineal gland does have like kind of the same organ tissue as your regular eyes, but it doesn't, but it's not like, you know, you can't really see out your fucking head. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different thing, but I feel as though that's the that's the thing we need to like train to perceive certain things. Yeah, the pineal has they claim it has certain receptors similar to the light cones on your eyes. Like they, the, the pineal gland has its own set of light cones, and that entire discussion, I guess, to, to like give a name to it, we've talked about it on the show before. But uh, we made a video called Psychotronic Energy, which was one of our 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 uh, one of the. One of the biggest episodes. Yeah, we put out. Biggest Have you guys episodes. actually heard of that? Psychotronic energy. Yes. I, yeah. I watched, I watched your episode on it. That's how oh, I wow. heard it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's one of the most fascinating discussions. And that talks exactly what you're talking about. It's these imperceivable uh, forces of nature, these imperceivable possible forces of light. And this has been talked about for thousands and thousands of years dating as far back as uh, ancient India, ancient China, where they talked about chi and prana in their own words. And um, just recently, we started to develop our own modernized words of it. Uh, one of the, the more recent ones was called the etheric formative forces. Um, I think that was made by Rupert Sheldrick. I might be botching it, um, but he was the guy who talked about um, a whole bunch of other stuff that talked about this. But then they came into psychotronic energy, which is a term that the CIA and the Russians used to use. And that talks about uh, just these subtle energetical forces that we're constantly in contact with, that we're constantly interfering with, but we can't see it through our conventional senses, which is just our touch, our taste, our smell, our hearing, or our sight. And we used to think that we were so limited to that, that we only had these five or six senses, but we're coming to find out through these studies, and these need to be repeated, um, but we're we're coming to find out through these studies that we're interfering with a field that we cannot presently perceive with our conventional senses and that there may be some sort of organ or some sort of program within us that is in contact with this field or this energy, whatever it is that you want to call it. That, that's, we, you know, the sixth sense, right? That yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixth sense, sense that, everybody sure. has. that we've been able to control and use to our abilities. And like I said, it's hard to talk about because you want to talk about this in a scientific perspective. And a lot of these studies are very classified. So when they're classified, they're not shared with other scientists. And when they're not shared with other scientists, they're not able to be repeated. When they're not able to be repeated, we can't accept them conventionally as a scientific discovery. 
Yeah. And, th- and that's my issue with this. It's just a theory, right? It's just a theory. And another thing to mention, bro, I was reading something in the comments too about it's interesting how we're trying to scientifically prove these things, but science stops if we can't touch, sense, or like feel it or measure it. You know what I'm saying? That's where science technically stops. So we can't really, it's hard to prove it scientifically if we don't have the right tools to measure and do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel as though there has to be either a tool or something that we're not using right now in our present society to prove these things. You know what I'm saying? Because science stops when I can stop when I don't touch this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why you go watch like, I mean, I got sucked into the early season of Skinwalker Ranch on History Channel. Oh, yeah, I watched that too. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, these dudes are going to. And it, it, it's just a giant nothing burger again and again and again. But they, <laughs> That's how I felt. <laughs> yeah, they suck you in with all these energetic things that they're going to find. And then it's nothing. You know? Yeah, it's pretty much nothing. The whole thing concluded with the guy saying, oh, it might be a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. <laughs> it's like, damn, you just wasted seven hours of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a fascinating topic, though, if you ask me. Um, See, I'm, I'm huge into like. I love talking cymatics and frequencies yeah. and all that yeah. because that that ties into the you know the human side of us. It ties into old architecture, you know. It ties into so many things. You know, you look at old churches were they just you know churches or were they healing centers with the way they're the the sacred geometry of the buildings? And yeah, the same thing with pyramids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. Get into those organs that would play in there and resonate in the. The different, um, the rose windows that had the different cymatic patterns on them, you know, all these different mm-hmm. things that, that could possibly, but I think the key is frequency, right? And what do we, what do we get bombarded with on a daily basis, but oh. just frequencies every yeah, day, every single day, unnatural, right? And that's, I think the big thing for humanity going forward is to be able to, to ground, right? to disengage from all those frequencies. Otherwise it it seems like we're being bombarded so much that our body cannot stay in a state of, of peace, right? It's almost in this constant flight mode or fight mode. It's there, there is no comfort where we're at today. Yeah, I totally agree. Have you heard that book silent weapons for silent wars? Yes. Yeah. That's a big thing. I definitely believe that, you know, we're being bombarded every single day. I mean, look at it right now. I get service in this room. Dude, I've got a frequency we can't see. Yeah, I've got I've got a cell phone. I've got this. I've got an Xbox over there. I've got uh, TVs. Right. And they're all (laughs) emitting frequencies right in this little room. And, you know, there's not much you can do other than, you know, I've started getting into the into the rocks, you know, and and getting into Mm -hmm. some crystals and stuff and looking at that side of things and finding some EMF blockers. And I actually have one have one on me right now. Uh, yeah. Wow. yeah yeah it's right here it has the flower of life on it yeah suppo- supposedly supposed to <laughs> you know, block some certain radio <laughs> emf radiation but i'm gonna just believe it does so it works better <laughs> hey it don't matter man placebo. yeah placebo go for it yeah <laughs> you know what's kind of interesting too is mixing energies with technology like this like uh you know if, if we were all sitting in a room talking uh, the energy would be a little different than if we were, you know, you guys, you said you're in New York, Matt, you're in, you know, uh, the opposite side of the freaking country too. I'm way over here. You know, it, it's to me, that's kind of interesting to see how potentially this kind of shit gets broken up. 
And mm-hmm. instead of us talking like, you know, normally how we would throughout history, we're talking through all these things, how the, how the words might hit you guys that I'm saying right now versus how it would be if we were in the same room. And then you start looking at like how people do exorcisms and shit like this, like digitally over Zoom, hmm. like the, the dude hey, that I was thing. talking with. Yeah, dude, I talked with a dude where he he had a deliverance that uh, they oh, did a so? deliverance over Zoom, and he he <laughs> wow. didn't believe he didn't believe any of it was working, and then he started feeling like something was coming out of his stomach, and he couldn't breathe for like five seconds, no and then it was way. just gone. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, this guy's oh. name is Dale, and he had a crazy exorcism over a fucking Zoom call, and there's a really great movie about it too. It's called. Um, Wow. You guys would like this if you use Zoom a lot. It's a movie called Host, uh, made in 2020. Like oh, I heard of that movie, started. dude. It's a great movie. It's like you know six chicks doing a doing a weird like supernatural thing. But when you see stuff like that, it makes it makes some sense that maybe like we're tapping into some weird shit by doing this kind of stuff. I'm always just wondering, like you know, this technology at Zoom came out at one of the weirdest times in our lives. Right. COVID is, is what brought Zoom in all of our lives. Yep. What was the purpose of it? You know, there's got to be a greater purpose to all this stuff because we're still not sure what the vaccines are supposed to do. We're not sure why COVID was introduced to us and marketed to us <laughs> the way that it was. Maybe it was it was a distraction in some sense, but we have some tangible things to hold on to still Zoom, um, all this other shit. Right. It's, it's weird that like, you know, what this does to conversation. And what was Zoom's weird. predecessor? What the hell was it at the time? Skype. Skype. Oh, Skype. Wow. Yeah. 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 That just yeah. disappeared. Where did Skype true, go? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. You figured yeah, during a pandemic, they would flourish and they disappeared and it was all Zoom. We were all funneled well, into like Zoom and WebEx. You guys know who's behind Zoom too? Fucking yep. CCP. I yeah. mean, like it's the same people Wait, that are behind really? TikTok. No, you know, I wasn't so aware of that. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's where it came about. So no just weird. way. It's no weird, way, dude. It's just clicking right now. So they, <laughs> we let China into all of our homes during the pandemic. Oh, oh my God. Zoom. COVID. Oh. We let them into our homes. <laughs> well, crazy. COVID came from Harvard, I, I believe. COVID came from Harvard. That's, I haven't uh, heard that one before. Me neither, actually. Yeah, there yeah, was I've a dude it. that was traveling uh, in uh, mid-2019, I think it was. A dude traveling mm-hmm. out of Harvard that uh, got popped in an airport carrying some vials of some weird shit. And he Mm. was going to China. He was trying to bring it. You know, it's too it's too clean when you look at the idea of like, you know, uh, what was that Wuhan lab right down the street from that bat market or whatever the fuck those crazy (laughs) assholes were eating, you know, like it's it makes too much sense. Right. It's too like straightforward. But yeah, there was a dude out of Harvard that got popped for for bringing some weird, weird stuff uh, out of the bio lab there. And then you look at like what Harvard's been behind since the beginning of of its you know establishment. Um, well, Harvard and that, Dietrich, Matt. right? You look at Fort Dietrich just, right along with it. This one of Maryland old, is old where ones. that is, right? <laughs> yep. So yeah, yeah I never, I mean, I never looked into Harvard like that, but it, you know they are one of the oldest fucking establishments in this country. It's so an Eastern establishment, shit, man. man. Yeah, them uh, and Yale. And Harvard's yes. Harvard's tied up here too with MIT, right? They have the tech side of it up here too with with them, and you know you have Cambridge, which is one of you know some older area in Boston. You have you know. Yale, which is the political. You have Harvard, which is the law, right? Yep. When those two are tied together, 
You have MIT, which is that scientific aspect. Cambridge, what'd you say, Matt? Cambridge is what? No, that's that's England. I thought you said Cambridge was okay. I did. No, I was saying Cambridge, Massachusetts is is an area right around Boston too that has some schools. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you you have thirteen Ivy League schools, and they're basically all right in there. I think Stanford is one of the only ones that's not around there, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, U Penn is down in Pennsylvania, but it's up here in this area. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have all of them in the in the Northeast. That's where yep. all the Ivy League schools are, and it's just a. <laughs> It's, just, it's a weird. Well, that's little... where all the smart people are, right? I mean, come on. Well, I think that's what the thirteen. Uh, you know the, how you always see thirteen represented constantly in like the seals, like the, the oh, little yeah. people carrying thirteen arrows. I think those are referencing the Ivy League schools, honestly. Yeah, and so. then you got the thirteen families. It's very that's prominent number. Interesting that they're localized around there. Josh brought up this thing that I've never heard about before, and it was—I don't know if you want to get into it—but you talked about how um, I think it was New England or uh, New Brit- Britain or whatever they control um, the uh, American people. Like we've. Oh created- yeah, uh, we was gonna we was gonna eventually get into the Merrill Admiralty Law. We have still I'm still trying to get like information on that and stuff, but. Yeah, we're basically talking not just even through the banks, but I had like a theory that uh, we never won the American Revolution. And that's because like uh, the representatives of the first leaders were tied to Freemasonry and stuff like that. But that was just my personal theory. I I don't know if it's like true, but it is weird to see that even in New York City, Sean, did you know New York City was founded on building from the from the Masons? I was not aware of it. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up two weeks later. But well, yeah, we can bring that up. But uh, yeah, (laughs) the point that I was talking about is you bring up like a a great correlation between um, uh, the past, like uh, our our founding fathers and Mm -hmm. how we never really escaped the control of of Britain. Yeah, yeah, because of Freemasonry as we know it today. Yeah, Freemasonry as we know it today, because it's actually before you know, England and stuff. But it, as we know, today was founded in England, according to Google. Right. And then we have our our new leaders who apparently hate, you know, Britain come to the United States and then fight the, the British people. But yet they're Freemasons. You would yeah. think yeah. if they didn't like them, they would have a different organization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got to look in. Then you got to look into like the Virginia company and things like that. And that's where it starts getting a little hairy. And then you start seeing that we, you know, it sounds like technically we still pay taxes to the queen. Yeah. 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 That's what they're so at that point. Queen. How free are you when you were, you know, paying endowments to another nation? Dude, I just did an episode on this man. Like the old world order is the new yeah, world. Order. I just you listened know, to that we, this morning. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. No, I, I mean, the idea that, um, you know, Abraham Lincoln is fighting the civil war. Right. And he says that, you know, there's this, dark cloud that's over america's future and it comes from rome and then he has another great quote where he's fighting two armies one is in front of him to the south and one's behind him in in rome and the one that's more powerful and more damaging to his future and the country's future is rome these are the italian bankers and once the once the uh civil war ends the idea is that it's to free you know people that were enslaved right free us and it's based off race right that's the whole thing that they tell us that this stuff is based off race but then these people get smart and they realize why only enslave a minority of people when we can enslave an entire nation 
right? We can enslave the white people. We can enslave the the Indians. We can enslave the black, the Mexicans, anything. Let's let's free the black people. Let's say that that they're free now and they have their rights. But since Abraham Lincoln just introduced these things called the greenbacks, what we know today is the dollar. The Italian bankers can now call that fiat currency. And now everyone's a slave instead of just the black people. If you are paying off a car, you're paying off a house, you're paying off anything. No, 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 Ryan. It's when you are born now. It's when you're born. Once you get a social security number. Not necessarily, man. I don't I I don't think that that's necessarily true because you can be completely independent from the system. Everyone gets a social security number, but you can be off the grid. You know, you can you can do all kinds of things where you're not having to pay for shit. If you if you have one hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Take that shit out and have cash. Sit on cash and buy shit. Buy land. Buy a car that's five thousand dollars instead of making payments on a two hundred fifty thousand dollar car. Buying a half a million dollar house. Because for me, I have a ninety nine thousand dollar home, and I'm stupid, and I did a thirty year mortgage on it. And this motherfucker is going to cost me by the end of it three hundred thousand dollars. God damn! Right. So what's the, I mean, that's I'm a slave. A, Technically, it's a scam. It's a scam and a half, dude. It's a scam three times over. Wow. I'm, getting, I'm, I'm getting fucked. And and not only that, wow. if something breaks here, I got to pay for it. Yeah. Right? Instead of like if I'm renting a home, yeah. I, I you know, a landlord's going to come in and fix that shit. Otherwise, they break their lease and I get to move out and they have to pay me my, my security deposit back. Yeah, that's where so, I am right now. Right. Out there my, my well just shit the bed today at my house or not shit the bed, but it's like all, you know, dingy water. So they got to they got to dig a new well. And he's like, he's like, ah, well, I guess I, you know, when we do it, I got to get you a hotel room. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. Otherwise, yeah. I'm breaking our deal. And I'm like, yeah, that's I appreciate that. But it's you're right. I mean, being a renter these days is so much, you know, you can't buy now and expect to do anything with it. It's too crazy of a market. Um, well, I mean, my house has doubled in value. Like I said, I bought it at 99000 If I wanted to sell it today, it would be 214000 So it's doubled in six years, which is wild. I mean, well, there, there's no. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. But, but does, well, that, does that also like, because, um, you know, I'm not really knowledgeable in houses and stuff, but does, does, that, does that also combat inflation too? Like, is that yeah. value the same? Or is it more? Technically, it'd be the same. Yeah, it's supposed to like all kind of be in, in you know, in in par with each other. But I mean, you're never going to get that stuff back. It's not like depreciation at a full like like when you buy a new car. Yeah, they say that it drops like half its value right off the lot. It's not the same with a house, but it's it's similar. But yeah, no, I, I, technically, I, I got, you know, half the money uh, that I put down on it versus what it's worth now. So, yeah, it, it's. Okay. It's complicated. It's not something I don't think anyone fully understands, to be honest. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like any loan, right? Any loan, you're taking out that principal amount, but what you're really paying is so much higher, and they just do it over and over again because we we fall for that system. Like, we have to have it now instead of, like Ryan said, instead of getting that $50,000 G-Wagon, you know, now you're going to go for a $5,000 used car that just gets you from A to B. Do it, dude. But we uh, gotta have, day. you know, that's that's the American way, though. It's that consumer mentality that's been keeping up with bred into us. Yeah, dude, yes. So fascinating that you say that because I just made the correlation between these two types of slavery, as you put it. Yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks to like call you a slave, but I mean, you said it yourself. We are. We all are. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't think he is like this consumerism, this idea of consumerism, like I, you know, I, I need this house, so I'm willing to put down, you know, for this long mortgage, and then you kind of enslave yourself in that way. Well, in the same ex- exact, uh, in the same exact vein, uh, similarly, there are people out there who are so materialistic, who want to consume so much that they'll do anything to get what whatever it is that they desire. Yeah, yeah. So much so that they'll go ahead and they'll break a law. And we have it in place. And we were just talking about this earlier. We, 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 we've said it in our constitution and our constitution that it's illegal to enslave anybody. Slavery is illegal. Uh, and uh, uh, involuntary servitude is illegal unless unless it is used for as a form of punishment. If somebody committed a crime and there, you know, there's a lot of theories, but it, it seems like the backbone of this country is designed to get people to. Uh, unexpectedly break these laws to imprison them. And then when they're imprisoned so easily, they can be used for their label to uh, accrue billions of dollars for the government, all for the fees of practically slave labor, which is free, if not, you know, a couple of pennies a day. And so there's like two forms of slavery. There's like voluntary slavery where you go ahead and you put your money on the line to be a slave to the bank. And then you're kind of a slave also to the government. You're working for the government with physical labor. So I find that really interesting that you commented on that with the consumerism. That's really what is the the mob, you know, the old school mob, like in the in the 70s, 80s, 90s, like the the Sicilian mafia. Right. They make you operate in their area and you got to give them what a tax. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's so like we're sitting here and dude, how many times, how many different ways are you taxed in your day to day life? You know, sales tax, depending. I mean, you guys are in New York. You guys get income tax, sales tax. All kinds of different taxes. You can get paid seven different ways, and that tax can be taxed seven, or that that income that you're making could be taxed twenty different times, and then you got to pay a tax on top of that, right? Like my my analogy that I use is the Patreon money that I make. Someone is working and they're getting taxed on the money that they put into my Patreon. Then that money gets taxed from the Patreon, and then I get to pull it out. And then I got to pay tax again on that money that I pull out. That's three oh, times. Oh, and yeah. when you go to spend that money, you are taxed again. Oh, my God. Yeah. Food. Yeah. Yeah. So you're taxed four times with one simple transaction. Wow. So, I mean, Damn, dude, this is a mafia, wild. man. And then look, listen to this. I don't want you guys to be racist against Italians, even though I talk a lot of shit against Italians. <laughs> you got you got how, who are your most popular, infamous powerful politicians pelosi italian giuliani italian fauci italian right you got these italian bloodlines that have ruled our shit for years dude it's crazy and for generations it's it's you know obviously your italian down the street is like just a normal ass dude but there is something about these italian bloodlines the black nobility um you know the the bankers all these things they're 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 so powerful that we don't even understand it. And we look at Rome today and, you know, mm-hmm. their, their crowning achievement is these ruins known as the Colosseum. And then you got the Vatican, which is one of the most powerful institutions in the world. Man, it, it doesn't look like much. Today, and Rome is shit. all over America. How many yeah, states, Washington, D.C. is Rome? How many? St- no, no. But also how many states have a Rome in it? I know there's Rome, Georgia, oh, sure. and Rome, New York. You know, Rome really? is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, if you look at the old world cities that are in different uh, states, you got like Athens. Yeah, you got like oh, fucking wow, all these weird ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, like you, have the, you have pyramids down in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a pro shop now, but 
Vegas too, dude. Yeah, it's like Romans never really died. It's like they transitioned into the Italian mafia, and then the Italian mafia never really died themselves. They were like the they were probably like the almost as as powerful as the government back then, if not more powerful. They were controlling like all the ports and everything. They had a hose on the side of the Nazis too. You had Japan and you had Italy that were on the side of the Nazis during World War II. So I mean, the, the fascism was very real back then and and they just rebranded dude the third reich is now the fourth reich and we're living through it you know and like you said ryan in your, in your show you got the you had the two sides you had the masons or the protestants and the catholics right the masons and the jesuits yeah and and that's who was battling it out basically but they're the, the same now dude that's and, and now, that's yeah and, and then they now they're at the point where they've just blended together and it's all one big happy family of fuck us yeah the way that they see it now <laughs> instead of being like i'm i'm protestant i'm a freemason you're jesuit you're catholic i'm rich you're rich these motherfuckers are poor let's yep. just team up fuck yep. these poor people let's just blend the jesuits and the freemasons together you, you you hear this all the time that a jesuit can't be a freemason and vice versa man how many freemasons and jesuits do you see today yeah, but you don't have to be in this club if you're giving them a reach around you know yeah. i mean it, it doesn't matter <laughs> you guys are still friends yeah yep. <laughs> it's dirty dude it's dirty dirty shit and it's right in front of us man it, it's it's shit that's what i think Damn, that's, that's what crazy bro it's, yeah it's right there it's right there us. bro we have a freemason yeah. tower right over there Oh, it's all over yeah. the place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is crazy. Dude, that giant, yeah, th- there's all sorts of Roman symbolism all over. I mean, you look at that giant bull down on Wall Street, right? Yeah. I mean, you got all this old shit in New York. In New York, they say either either New York City or Rome, uh, Georgia were possibly the original Rome. That mm. The one Ooh. in Italy is modeled after. No way. What? Yeah. Whoa. Wait, I haven't What's heard Philly? It's it's wild shit. That's an that? interesting one. Hmm. Wait, how long ago would they have had to have been created to be modeled off of that? Because well, if you yeah, because if you look at New York, like there is so much. There is it's rumored that there's as much underground in New York as there is above ground. Oh no, yeah, there is. Yeah, Damn, I was really gonna talk about this two weeks. In two weeks but yeah that's true yeah there's so much tunnels there's actually miles there's like uh there's miles and miles of tunnels and there's levels to it and you know actually in chinatown they have a whole tunnel system where the gangs used to go to fight each other no way yeah, wow. yeah they call it they call it like something alley something alley all i know is that they go there they have a war and they fight underground and they <laughs> fight and there's gambling going on while they're fighting it's yeah insane <laughs> It's Man, crazy. I live here all my life. But if you if you yeah. think about that though, like you were saying, what did they do? There's layers they built on on top of stuff. That's what they did in Rome too, right? Rome. If you look at Rome, there's just layers upon layers of of shit would get destroyed. Okay, we're just going to build on top of it. Shit would get destroyed again. Okay, we're going to just build it. And that's what they did in New York, and they did it in a lot of cities. In, in isn't New that US. everywhere, Matt? Like even underwater now. I mean, there's pyramids oh, without underwater. a doubt. Yeah, I mean, and that's the other thing. You, you don't know where land was. You know, it depends how far back we go. I mean, some people. I was listening to a podcast the other day that said that the Mayans and you know could have been around two hundred seventy thousand years ago. Yeah. And that just fucking blows every timeline that we've ever heard up. And so, Shit. you know, that that oh. makes it then you start looking at the layers again. And that makes a lot more sense at, at 10 to 12,000 years, 
which is the timeline we're working off of based on, you know, looking at Egypt and the, the pyramids. Yeah. Go back to now you blow that up to 270,000 years. The possibilities are that much more that there were civilizations that either, you know, got wiped out or got buried and the oh. next one would just yeah, we actually, build on top. Yeah, we talk about that. We don't, um, I actually, per, I personally don't believe that whole 10,000, 6,000 year timeline is a thing. I no think it's, way. That's bullshit. I mean, look at the Sumerians. They had tablets talking about kings that ruled for like mad long. Now, Over, hey, yeah. hey. Could the 10,000 be what we have written knowledge of now because this previous got wiped out in Mm. the great flood that we hear about? Yeah, of course, because what we find bits and pieces of previous knowledge. But goddamn, think about how much of this place is ocean that we can't even get to that shit could be buried down there and got flushed out there. There's, Damn, there's this yeah. guy, um, and he was also on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, there's two people actually. Um, if you've heard of them, I love them so much. They're uh, Graham Hancock and uh, Randall Carlson. Yes, sir. Carlson is the one that I specifically want to refer to about this because he talks about the Great Flood, and for for so long we thought of it just as like a prophecy or a fable, a myth. And he went on to describe that no, there really was a great flood. And he showed the scientific evidence of all these landscapes that were that were conformed by these huge tidal waves. And so to come to find out that one, that's real. And then uh uh Graham Hancock goes on to describe how they found through I, I believe it was also through LIDAR in the Amazon, these uncovered tribes, these huge civilizations. Um, underneath all this foliage that were buried deep beneath and compacted on through uh, thousands and thousands of other civilizations on top, and how these uh, how these great civilizations were just seemingly buried and never to be discovered, and they were they were much more advanced than we thought of before. He talked about how they had this uh, specific kind of soil, the, the terracotta soil, I believe it was, that could produce you know vegetation. And that's what the, they say the world. Amazon is, right? They yeah. say that's not natural soil. They say it's all not, man-made. Yeah. Oh, shit. And it's like, how did you even, how did they even know that? Yep. <laughs> they, these are guys that I uh, supposedly, pre, some of the civilizations I think predated the Mayans, which confirms what you were talking about, like stretching the Mayan table back. Go and way back. Yeah. Keeps going back and back. So it's like, how, how much further can we keep pushing this? You know, in another hundred years, are we going to push the table back another thousand? Another 10,000. Yeah. And, and I think the further we go back, the closer we get to reality, at least, you know, because I think we've been sold a bill of goods that doesn't match reality, you know, and, and again, reality is, is all perception, I guess, when it comes down to it, but I'm saying what really happened in the timeline sort of, sort of way, like, what are we looking at here on a scale? And even, even Randall got, or not, yeah, Randall got serious pushback using that younger dryas uh, yeah, yeah. as event as you know, there was the scientific community is like no 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 and he he pushes it back twelve thousand years which gets us right around to that ten thousand bc exactly. and it fits you know with all the the like you were saying the landscape the way it changed it matches with some of the other things in the tide shifts and things like that and it's just it's amazing. And, and what, but what we're finding is when you get guys like this, what's the first reaction? The, the community, the education community attacks them, right? Mm-hmm. Tries to discredit them. 
And I think we're getting to a point now where that wave has gotten to a point where that community is kind of losing its luster a little bit and they're getting cracks in, in their wall and people are starting to break through. And people like Randall and Graham are getting much more credit and more credibility now. And guys like Farad Zawas, that's just a Egyptian shill that hides real Egyptian history over there. He gets promoted like he's this savior of Egypt. No, he's the guy that's keeping us from finding out what really happened in Egypt because he's sticking to the script that we all know is bullshit. What is and that think, script exactly like that, that they're portraying? I never heard of that guy before. Farad Zawas is the National Geographic guy. He's that, oh. that white-haired guy that does everything with Egypt. He's the guy who, who you have to jerk off to get access <laughs> to anything over there. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And, you know, when they find new stuff, he's always the first one there to put the, you know, tents around the outside so nobody can see what he's doing down there. A little bit, yeah. You know, and and, and so... I think he's one of those guys that was put there to keep the narrative intact, right? Like oh, they yeah. go into the Sphinx and find out what's in there because the, the Egyptian and antiquity society says no. So, so I want to ask you this question. Cause I, I have the answer to this question myself. So what do you think is the reason for, I want both of you guys to answer this. What do you think is the reason for hiding this true human history? What do you think the benefit is if everyone knew this knowledge to be true? What do you think the benefit is for that? Want me to go, Matt? Go ahead, man. I think it's, uh, you know, if you have any kind of secret, like super, super secret shit, right? This is what secret societies are based off of. They guard secrets. I think it's simply just having knowledge that other people don't have. I don't necessarily think that it would like prolong life. Um it might just make the slaves, all of us, it might not make us as productive if we all knew this stuff. It might not make us like you only get one go around. Right. Because I, I don't believe that. I think that it's very possible if we all had this technology like reincarnations possible, like, you know, the queen supposedly just died recently. Mm-hmm. I think that bitch got put into another body and she's still living just maybe like not <laughs> such a high profile life. You know, have you guys hope seen she got out? like the Stephen Hawking body? <laughs> right no dude she got she got some kind of good body for sure something a lot better i mean have you seen have you seen get out the, the idea of that movie yes. the coagula where they just transplant the consciousness same thing with uh what's the name of that show on netflix altered carbon oh yeah, i yes. love that show sure yeah. or yeah. or westworld i mean all these different yeah. ideas kind of blend that stuff i think it's a secret and certain people of high standing in society get knowledge to this stuff and um, I think a lot of s- these secret societies, Rosicrucians, you know, down from like the Pilgrim Society to like the freaking Freemasons, which is like, again, the karate of secret societies. It's so basic. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows these motherfuckers. Yeah. These people were set there to to kind of create this like pyramid structure of keeping this knowledge. Right. Everyone knows the Freemasons. The Freemasons are at that bottom level. You crack them, maybe their their secret is, um, you know, they, they're pushing for a one world religion. But you're never going to get to that idea that maybe there's some high level of 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 shit that that would really change society. And also um, to, to hide like what we are as humans. I think that human mm-hmm. beings are truly special things that are created by a God of some kind. I call it God. I, I believe in Jesus. Um, I call it like I, I kind of lean towards the Christian God. 
I think that that is absolutely um, there's something to it again, because these, these elites push this Luciferian shit. So I think it's to a, you know, keep, keep the knowledge just because we don't deserve it. We need to work for these, these higher ups. And then uh, B to, um, you know, keep us away from God, the, the thing that created us. Very interesting take. Wow. Yeah, I think it's all about frequency, right? Again, I'm, I'm a frequency person. I think it's to keep us in a lower state and not being able to reach that higher state, right? By like what Ryan said, by keeping knowledge from us, by having us in this now industrial state, right? Where we go to school, we go to work, that, that whole unnatural state where there's a disconnect from nature. Right. Mm. I think I think there was a time when people lived much more connected to nature in the not so distant future. And I think technology is taking us further and further away from nature and natural living. And I think that's where they want to take us because we're not in harmony then. And and I think when humanity's in harmony, good things can happen. And I think they benefit more from the disharmony and the disunity uh, and the divide. And that's why they play the divide and conquer game. Wow. When did things start getting so much worse for for humanity? I mean, I, what are your guys' opinions? When did things exponentially get worse throughout mankind? Like the history that we know, let's call it 2000 years. I know it's much longer, but let's say in the last 2000 years, when did things get incredibly worse quicker? I think we took a huge step back in the 1800s. Okay. I think when Facebook came out. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, to be completely that's honest, yeah, Facebook was another big thing. But I think, honestly, yeah, I think when all the ancient uh, civilizations fell, and then we aren't here to pick up those pieces, I think that's where like that gray area is, and how we started declining as a as a humanity. Mm-hmm. I think they had some. I think they had some knowledge or something that could benefit us now. You know what I'm saying? Like some something they must have known or something they discovered that could have helped us now. And I think the loss of that knowledge is really shown today and where we're, we're living. And now, now we're addicted to phones. We're eating GMO food. Everything we ha- everything we consume is not really good for us. You know, I feel as though like we lost that knowledge. And I feel as though if we were to give be given that knowledge, we would remember some something yes. about ourselves that like, sure. you know, it's that spark. Right. That that infinite spark that we're looking for. And if we get it, man, they'd be in it's trouble. Done. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that could be right. That could be the one thing like Ryan was talking about. And I love it because he's always busted our balls about we're not going to do anything about it. Right. And no you're not going to do anything about it. What if that spark is what would cause the collective to do yeah. it? You know, right. And that's that's kind of where I go with this stuff is it's that knowledge that would bring us together. Because they've made us think that we're divided by race and we're divided by this and that. When in reality, it's a class-based system. It boils down to haves and have-nots. That's it. And either you're in the club or you're not in the club. And it's very simple. And that's how things boil down in this realm, at least from a power structure. I I wanted to hear uh, Sean's uh, idea of like where shit started really going sideways. And then I'll give you guys the correct answer right now. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in light of your correct answer with my very limited understanding of history, just because we're so young, you know, um, I I believe around World War One is when we started to invest so much money into this war. We spent a fuckload of money in that war. And, you know, for what? 
And I think after that money is when we realize, like, dude, like we need to recuperate that. Like we're we're going into serious turmoil here. And I think specifically after that, you know, apart from how much chaos ensued after World War One and World War Two, um, I found interesting enough is when a lot of these UFO encounters started to come to, to light. These UFO encounters um, started to make their themselves aware. And around then is when we just started to shut the books. 1944. 1944. So yeah. that, okay, that puts a number to, to, to my history. So around then is when all these like UFO encounters started to come to light. And then I think the government just started to close their books. You know, it was no more about like, hey, guys, this is what's going on. We're going to go do this and this. It was just take this knowledge, keep it, lock it away. Nobody else needs to know about it. And, um, you know, that goes into like um, Bob Lazar and all that. And I guess I want to talk about that, too. But I also want to hear like your correct answer as well on that. (laughs) Yeah, dude. The reason that I asked the question to you guys was because, you know, Matt, Matt, you know, I think really accurately saying that you know humans are going down this really bad path because of technology and this technology starts exponentially growing right around 1944 mm. right right after right at the end eight stages of world war ii like during eisenhower's time too right um i think uh when did eisenhower leave office 44 right because you know truman comes in and then ends world war ii um so you know eisenhower they 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 have this whole idea of like the Grayata Treaty where you know humans are traded, and this is like something that I'm I'm real skeptical of because it's it's like so put out there that human beings and cattle are traded for alien technology. What mm. the fuck? Like how is this so <laughs> so well known? It's strange, but there it's undeniable that we get microwaves where you can heat up a fucking steak in a in a damn box. In five minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. You have fiber optics, you have radio wave technology, you have all this crazy, crazy shit that is growing. That I think is when human beings started going, moving farther and farther away from where we were supposed to be. If you look at it back in World War One, even which I, I I tend to agree more so with, like that idea of like, yeah, World War One was a bad time when, as far as like the shifting of human consciousness or whatever. Um, we were still pretty, pretty straightforward. I mean, male testosterone levels are 20 times higher back then than they are today on average. Right. I mean, we were, we were, men were men, women were women back then, clearly. Right. There, I mean, homosexuality, again, I'm not bagging on them. I think that it's kind of a government conspiracy. I think that there's chemicals introduced in the water that make people feel gay and all this, you know, cultural shit. Um, yeah, man, World War II was was this time when when technology was introduced at high levels and we started drifting away from where we were going as a as a human race, I think. Atomic weapons and all that too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Wait, so what do you guys what do you guys think of Bob Lazar? Because I think what Bob Lazar talked about a lot is this separation of knowledge, this separation of power between have you guys heard of Bob Lazar, by the way? Sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, he what he talked about a lot, apart from the fascinating discoveries, was the separation of knowledge and power with the people. And that was so disharmonious for the scientific process. And I love how we talked about that because he talked about um, UFOs being, you know, an ancient discovery and how a lot of it was discovered around that time period during World War One and World War Two when we started to develop those 
those technological advancements that you're talking about. So it, I find the correlation between, you know, what you're saying, like the downfall of our civilization and then the occurrence of UFOs. But I was just wondering what you thought about, about Bob Lazar's entire story. There's a theory that a portal was opened and, and uh, right around 1944. I actually heard it from um, Richard Sirrett. He, he has um, what the fu- a strange planet is the podcast that he has. And it's a good show. It's really good. I don't like recommending podcasts to anybody, but especially in like the conspiracy space, but it's, it's a good show. And he talks about um, he has a, a Jewish dude on that is really educated in like the whole Hebrew, uh, you know, faith and everything. And they they this guy is pushing this idea that these alien entities were allowed to come in to our realm because of the trauma, the mass trauma of World War Two. And I mean, you you hear about like trauma induced mind control and and trauma. I mean, I, I told you I watched that movie Smile yesterday. It's like it's a great movie. But the whole theme of that movie is horrible shit happens to you and and entities are allowed to enter your life because of a traumatic event what the fuck did we let in on 9 11 that's the thing dude and and that's why i mean dude if you look at like psycho psychologists and shit were saying that um depression was spiking massively a couple of months before september 11th 2001 more and more people were actually saying that they were depressed on like august of, of or, or fucking june or may of 2001 right why i mean why why was there this spike it's like this this event 9 11 had like this effect in space and time where it like had this ripple effect where people before this shit happened were feeling that maybe they were going to lose something or there was going to be some massive changes in their lives because i mean we we defined things until COVID happened which was another traumatic event yep. you know we 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 define life as you know post 9-11 pre 9-11 and then post covid pre covid now so there's going to be another one in 10 or 20 years and we're just going to have these things but these these traumatic events are introduced to us as a mass population because trauma has something to do with this negative shit being able to be pushed on us for some reason i don't know i don't, I don't understand i don't think anyone does but yeah. yeah as far as like all this alien stuff i think that um uh, I think that that's some negative shit. I think some demons like entered our dimension around 1944. Uh, you know, like Hitler's doing horrible things put up to by the Rothschilds, right? I mean, like this stuff mm-hmm. is all it's all connected. But yeah, dude, I, there's no easy answer. I mean, the, these are no, this, this really not. Definitely not yeah, <laughs> like the um. Well, one thing that I just did find fascinating, maybe it corroborates that, but they, I believe it was um in Gettysburg. There's this like myth but there's also a lot of stories about people hearing soldiers screaming out in the field like in utter agony and there's the theory is that you know they suffered so much trauma that their their souls or whatever energy that that once inhabited their body just froze and stuck in that place and time and they're constantly reliving this loop because of trauma yeah they don't realize that they're dead that's what they say about asylums too right that's what all those old yeah. asylum hauntings are. These people who oh. are tortured and abused, and they they they're stuck in that loop of that that spot. They're tied to that that land energetically. It's so. But dude, what's so wild about that shit with Gettysburg and like so? This is Civil War era shit, right? Yep. So 
in the Vietnam War, like this is when psyops were were really taking a hold. And like when when people like psychological warfare was really experimented with and they used to use on the Vietnamese, they used to use um, they they used to put radios in bushes to scare the Vietnamese. And it would be uh, a, a, a Vietnamese dude in a wind tunnel screaming in pain. And he, you know, it, because they believe that if you were killed in battle, you're you if you died a dishonorable death, you were stuck in space and, and in time in that spot. So they would plant radios in, in bushes to scare the shit out of these Vietnamese soldiers so that they wouldn't fucking want to mess with the Americans. I wonder if that technology was available during the Civil War, too, where they were actually playing crude radio signals of soldiers screaming in fucking Bush. And it was just a radio. But the soldiers had no idea that this was even possible. So they're hearing screams and they're like, holy shit, let's not go to that area right there. And and they're just running away and they're and they're, you know, giving up and losing a battle. And because of, of some technology, essentially, that's wild. Dude, that's crazy. It's <laughs> like, like death whistle thing. I don't know. Yes. If you know that. You're yeah, Rogan play it. Yeah. 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 Everyone here, it was it's freaky. I don't never want to whistle until it ever again. <laughs> why, why, what happened? It's like a I'm demon crazy. scream. Yeah. Oh shit. It, it sounds like a demon scream. You blow into it, and supposedly, like even thousands of years ago, they would use that in the forest. They would just blow into it, and it sounds like somebody's screaming. Torturous oh, yeah. scream. It's like a like a like what you would hear like a pterodactyl or some sort of flying bird, like ah through the yeah. air. It's just this nasty, <laughs> like guttural. It, dude, it sounds like a demon, man. I don't know how else to put it, but fuck, Mark. I ain't messing with one of those. No, <laughs> you heard that in you're turning back. You're going home after yeah, that. Yeah, get the fuck out now. Yeah. Boom, <laughs> shit. I wanted to say something about technology, though. Like, I definitely agree, like, the technology, the way we use it today is fucking us up. But I believe that it all depends on how we use it. Like, right now, technology is using us rather than us using technology. You know what I'm saying? Like we're being force fed all this shit through our technology. But I feel as though like if you know how to use technology for the right purposes, we can benefit humanity in a lot of ways. It just depends on how we use it. Like, for example, for music, if you didn't know music is tuned to a certain frequency to mess with your subconscious mind. And it, I don't know the exact frequency number, I but I know 438 versus 432. Yeah, which was 432. Exactly. 432. You know, if you actually have listened to songs tuned to those two frequencies and you do hear it's slight difference. It's like a slight difference. But uh, apparently 432 is the same hertz that your heart beats at and stuff like that. Stuff like that. You know, like technology is not all the way bad. But let's say if we did turn the music to 432 hertz or if we change the frequency of me hearing you through these headphones to make it sound more harmonic. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. It is. It just depends on how you use it. And these people know how to use it. That's how they're able to fuck yeah. shit up. And that's well, why that might go back to your question. Sorry, everything's used to disharmony, right? That's they're, yeah. they're using everything to get us out of harmony, whether like we said, food, water, uh, frequent, you know, sound, music, movies, television, you name it. It's all to take us out of that natural frequency. That is, you know, we're supposed to live off the land, not live in these, yeah. you know, concrete jungles and shit. Speaking, of, yeah, yeah. I mean, look at us, man. Yeah, <laughs> in in a concrete <laughs> tomb right now. Really. Yeah, yeah, right. Surrounded by other concrete tombs, and there's just Wi-Fi all over the place, right? And there's oh, lights yeah. and 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 
noise and everything that just it's not natural for the body so you know we 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 do everything we can to be healthy but the environment that we live in isn't even healthy so how can we maximize our health if 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 our surrounding you know that gets back into terrain theory there's mm. a whole thing in big cities that that's referred to as light pollution Oh, I mean, like just yeah. like not being able to see the Can't sky. See the stars. Yeah. yeah, that's a real, yeah, that's a real thing. Uh, we try looking into the. You might see some stars, but yeah, if you drive like an hour or two away from New York City and you look back, you can see like the cloud. It looks like Gotham City. Yep. Yeah. For real. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a overcast. You can really, you can actually see the illumination from the city, even yeah. if you're like a couple of miles away. You'll see how Times Square just illuminates the sky. Well, you can see it from Hoboken, right? You look across yeah. the river, and man, mm-hmm. it's like New York yeah. City's like boom. Yeah. And like well, living that might in the be the answer to uh, your question earlier, where it's like, you know, what what's the purpose of of hiding this technology or hiding the uh, the knowledge? It might be because some of these people, like Zuckerberg and Musk, and all these people. They've harnessed the 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 secret knowledge and they're using the technology, which could benefit us, but they're using it to fuck us all up and make us fight yeah. and make us make us live miserable lives, man. Dude, I just quit my job recently. Whole, I, I, it's such a fucking load lifted off of me. Wow. It, it's insane. Congrats. You know? <laughs> Thank you, dude. I hope it works out. I hope I don't yeah. have to fucking get back into that. What job was it? You don't mind me asking. What's that? Like, what job was it? If you don't mind me asking, I, I was stocking soda. I worked for Pepsi, and you know they're they're a good company, but uh, you know, super super understanding, really really cool people, and everything that work at the level. I, I live in Tucson, Arizona, so you know, mm. I, I can say that they were great people there. But the work sucks. I mean, I'm gone for ten to twelve hours a day from my house. Sundays it's like eight hours. But, you know, and I've got dogs that I want to be around more often. And like I, I have this podcast that I'm trying to focus on and I have goals of my own, but I'm getting paid just enough to live someone else's dream, live, live the CEO and the shareholders of Pepsi's dream for damn near minimum wage, not minimum wage, like above minimum wage, but not enough to fucking be like, yeah, I, I'm willing to beat my body up and I'm willing to fucking like sacrifice time that I want to, you know, spend other ways i'm willing to you know do this other shit no man like it's not enough money that i was getting to not live that way especially with how unsure i feel like times are man it it sucks dude i think everyone should get away from the system if they possibly can and you know i just did it you know recently i've done it before in my past but dude it sucks it's it sucks the way that these companies have holds over you and they make you like i said live their dream Live the yep. CEO's dream. Live the shareholder's dream. Don't don't care about your own dream. Like, fuck that. It sucks. You're giving them their dream. Yeah, you're working yeah. for their dream. Exactly. Yep. You're making. You're paying their bills. Making, yep. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten times over. And who knows? I mean, this world might just delete tomorrow. You know, in the climate that we're <laughs> yeah. living in right now, you know, it might be like like it might be a psychological operation. I believe it is. But this whole you know threat of nuclear war going on right now, you know, at the push of a button, a person with an ego can just say, "I'm done." You know, get their persona in the way, get their whole ego and their pride. They could click a button and all the all the world's nuclear arms can just eradicate the entire planet. Yeah, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not trying to evoke fear in people. But like, you know, we're living our lives, you know, some, nine to five every single day, five days a week. You only get two days off. And, you know, what are we really living that for? Yeah. You know, these, these the people that we're living it for, 
now they're taking that power, that knowledge that we're supplying for them. We're giving them the opportunity to accrue that knowledge. And then it's being turned against us in return. And that's, it's just, that, that's what really messes me. And that's, you know, that's a big reason why I guess we also started this podcast. It's to just try to inform people and in some way, you know, hopefully uh, reach that level in the atmosphere that they're at. And instead of using that knowledge against the people, to use that same knowledge for the people, to yep. benefit the people, resonate them at that level. Oh, they'll buy you guys out when you get to that level, you know? That's oh. what <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted no, to... man, My dad said something that really resonated with me, dude, like, uh, you know, a while ago. He said he's going he's gonna to work on the day that he dies. He said that, and, and he wasn't happy about it. Uh, a lot of people will. A lot of people will wake up that morning, they'll go to work, and after they get home, they'll fucking die. And they'll, and they'll work a job that they don't like. Man, if I'm going to work, I'm going to work a job that I fucking enjoy. So, you know. Yeah, that's, that's the way it should be, man. For everybody, dude. Yep. I don't care if you're a piece of shit. You should work a job that you at least enjoy. People that I hate should work a job that they enjoy. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. One life, dude. So, yeah. Wow. All right, gentlemen. This has been fucking awesome i would i think we definitely we definitely got to get together again for one of these because this has been one of the dude this is a great one great conversation here Uh, it was a pleasure so why don't you guys plug your stuff let people know where they can find you uh things you're working on let get the interest up man because i want to send people your way oh yeah uh well we can find us anywhere at you know the mind's eye you can find us on YouTube, TikTok, anywhere you can type in the mind's eye, we're there. Okay. We're working on exclusive things at the moment that we would like to share soon. But yeah, yeah, the Mind's Eye Podcast on TikTok specifically, mm-hmm. on Instagram. We drop an episode every Saturday. If you want to get your mind blown, come to the mind's eye. <laughs> Excellent. Guys, so. thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. This Thank is you. So fun. We got to talk yeah. about this more. I feel like we just scratched the surface of it. Oh yeah, yeah this <laughs> hours. That's why yeah, I looked up. I'm like, holy this, shit! It's already, it's already been over two hours. Damn. Wow. Shit. I didn't even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> no. Not at all. No. So, right. What do you got going now that you're free? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, this was great. Uh, really, really awesome episode. Uh, yeah, dude. Just uh, the same old stuff, man. Just gonna be focusing on the show more. So, um, yeah, man. Dangerous world. That's that's what it is. Always. Excellent. What hey, about you can find man? all my stuff on uh, Great Deception Podcast, Instagram, Patreon. Merch is out there. Go check out. You know where to find it. Go to Instagram. <laughs> hit the link tree. Everybody's got a link tree. Go click on it. You'll find my stuff. Gentlemen, this has been great. We'll have to do it again for sure. All right, guys, (laughs) everyone be good. Stay strong. Question. If I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness and I'd have a third of its real estate and four fifths of its population. But I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. 
And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing.